Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Eye on Icon. I am one of the hosts, Fezbox, and with me I have Iconographer. How are hey, you going? How's it going? Yeah, good, good. You? I'm doing well. Excellent, excellent. Excited, uh, excited for another episode. We've, uh, you know, we've been we've been pumped up by by the amount of positive feedback we've gotten thus far. Um, so we're excited to keep it going. Agree. I love waking up to new messages every day, and um, also, you know, checking the count of how ma- how many people have been given the podcast to listen. Um, has seeing those climb every day, which is great. People are interested, want to hear about Icon, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. So it's brilliant. Um, uh, before we kick things off, I'd like to call out, as you know, and everyone knows, this podcast is now powered by Icon Plus as well, which is great to have them pushing our content further and further to wider audiences. So so let's kick off the show today with, as usual, let's run through the news and then we are excited to really talk through and break down everything to do with CPS and um, I'm keen to, you know, through this process we call out the value it's going to add to the Icon community and uh, from a dev perspective, you know, if we got people out there listening who want to build on Icon, this is this is the episode for you. This is what you want to know about and how you can bring your ideas um, through to the Icon network and start building. So very excited to get to the breakdown of that um, piece for our show. But first, as always, what's kicking off the news? What's the headline? The first bit we want to get out there. So I, th- I think I think few would few would uh, disagree that this is probably the the biggest news we've gotten thus far is the uh, Icon Fi, uh, the um, finance app for built built around Icon, I guess you could say, uh, has finally launched. Uh, there's been a lot of anticipation for this ever since it was initially announced uh, back at the end of last year. Uh, there is thus far an iOS version is available, um, and it sounds like the Android version should be available basically any day. I imagine it's potentially waiting on approval from the store, or it's pretty pretty close to being ready to go. Um, the reviews that I've seen thus far, um, either on Reddit or Telegram or other areas, have been overwhelming positive, overwhelmingly positive uh, as far as the the interface and the ease of use and the, the few number of problems people have had. Um, I know there have been some frustration on some of the KYC processes that have gone on, uh, but I also know that the team working on it is uh, already already working to resolve that, so being very responsible that way. And if you don't know what Icon Fi is, is essentially it's a it's a app that allows you to uh, earn a return not just on your ICX but also on your uh, Bitcoin and USDT and I believe a couple other tokens as well. Um, so you know if you're just a if you're just a random Bitcoin holder and you're just hoping the price appreciates and you don't have any any intentions of selling for however many years, uh, you can use Icon Fi to get a return on your uh, on your Bitcoin. Um, so it le- kind of it kind of works a bit more for you and. and generates more money than it would just kind of sitting there in your wallet um, and of course this is available for icon as well obviously we have our our in-house staking that you get through the IconX wallet um, just as has been available for more than a year now uh, but for folks who maybe are newer to the ecosystem or don't want to go through the pr- through the trouble of um, you know uh, getting their i score every day and converting it to uh, icx and restaking and all that other fun stuff now they have an ability through icon fi um, and most importantly for a lot of people is the fact that again People are going to be attracted to this based on the the interest rates they're getting and the ease of use for this. The people who might not be familiar with Icon now they're getting exposure to the ecosystem just based on a the name of the app itself, but also the fact that they they'll see I, ICX in there as an opportunity and to, an opportunity to earn a lot more rewards on a, on their interest than they would by through Bitcoin or one of the other tokens that are available. 
Yep. Look, I I I love that you know the, the team, the foundation, a lot of Benny, you know, Ricky, Min, they they continually focus on simplifying to the new users, you know, making it as simple as possible. And and this, given that it's coming from that particular team, uh, Mint and Co, and you can see that what they've aimed for is simplicity at its finest. Um, the goal here is to support ICX and enable that staking component of it in an extremely simple manner by just literally transferring your tokens into that platform. Um, and it supports, you know, uh, BTC, ETH, and I'm sure there'll be more support along the way. And w what's also great is, you know, it, it's kind of, it's a, now this is where you and me have been very proactive. It is a centralized service and this is what some everyone needs to realize it's not uh, particularly uh, you are trusting that group to manage your funds but th this these kinds of services are huge at the moment we've got you know celsius that's that's another fantastic platform that's been around for two years that operates under the same model and then you know we've got BlockFi, and there's the exchanges that are starting to act as your kind of savings um uh, savings apps as well you know banks like the, the the space banks traditionally held so this is um this product here is lined in that manner and and it's great because it's bought by the icon team it supports icon assets and um and i'm sure one of the biggest call ads they make and they have made even in the recent newsletter is it is the first version it was about just getting the product out in a very simple way and they'll continue to add to it and um, you can even see on Twitter and everywhere the speculation of what the, this enables from possibilities it brings to the Icon platform is fantastic, you know. Um, so, uh, great product, uh, keen to get people using it, Entras, um, reduces the ent entry point, that barrier, and um, looking forward to what the team keeps delivering um, in new versions. Oh, and I just can't wait for that Android version. <laughs> Uh, so we'll kind of on that similar on a similar point, we'll uh, pivot into some tech updates we've gotten. Uh, these came out, you know, every month they do Icon does a development roadmap roadmap update, just kind of giving the community a sense of where things are at on the development front. Uh, probably a lot of people most excited about the completion of the uh, Rosetta. Um, I don't know if you call it a platform, but basically it's a uh, API that's that's a critical, uh, if not imperative, step in terms of being able to get listed on Coinbase. Uh, my understanding is it's a way for uh, Coinbo Coinbase to be able to interact uh, with the ICX chain in a way that allows the listing to proceed. Now, I should point out that just because Rosetta is uh, up and running doesn't necessarily guarantee an immediate ICX listing or anything like that. It's more of a prerequisite. Uh, I believe it's Cardano. Um, a few months ago, they had their Rosetta implementation complete. Uh, but as far as last I heard, they still aren't listed. So again, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly an encouraging step, but I wouldn't you know, if you're if you're really really excited about Coinbase, opportunity the opportunity of being listed on Coinbase, I wouldn't necessarily use this to get your hopes up, uh, but it's certainly an encouraging step one way or another. Uh, we also got an announcement that the CPS, uh, the contribution proposal system, will be launching soon. We'll talk about this uh, later in the episode, but I believe they said uh, sometime mid February. Is that correct? Yeah, third, no so, later than the third week. They've yeah, actually exactly. put it on, in stone. <laughs> I choose yep, yep. to take it that way. Um, and then we also got a uh, the Icon 2.0 AlphaNet uh, has been updated. And for those of you who aren't super techie, and I'm, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself super techie, but uh, what what my understanding of this essentially does is, you know, 
Icon 2.0 as a full operating system won't be out till at least uh, the middle of this year, if not potentially later. You know, building a building a re-overhauling a blockchain is no easy task, and so it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of tweaking. Um, this this is basically a testnet version of the alpha version of Icon 2.0. Uh, I think for most people that's not super exciting news, but I think why this is important is the fact that by by operating a testnet, even though it's on a earlier um, less complete version of Icon 2.0, it does give developers the chance to kind of parallel develop their apps uh, that they might be building on Icon 2.0. So rather than say Icon 2.0 launching in the summer and then, okay, Icon 2.0 is now out now, now we can start building and it takes another six months to a year for those dApps to come out. Instead, they can kind of build them in parallel to what Icon's being, when I, in parallel to Icon 2.0 being built. So that way, when Icon 2.0 comes out, uh, these these dApps are almost pretty much ready to rock and roll. So another reason to get excited about uh, Icon 2.0. Yeah, no, excellent. That That's a great summary because part of the Icon 2.0 is in, enabling that EMV component that um, Ethereum has and, you know, uh, potentially then that BTP solution should, should work a bit better uh, from from some of the readings that I've been doing so um that 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 is a huge step and it's great to see that um people who have already built uh this a few protocols we have get access to um you know the alpha version so that they can hit the ground running when it officially launches so, so uh we we have another positive development uh, in the IconBet platform. Uh, there's yet another game that has been launched. Uh, this one is called Plinko. Um, this is a you know the, obviously it's blockchain version because it's IconBet, but it's a blockchain version of a popular game in Japan called Pachinko. And apparently this uh, this game itself has a three hundred billion dollar market uh, just based on the enthusiasm behind this game. So you know there's some games that you see on IconBet that you've probably never heard of maybe never played you know colors was one of those games that i never even knew existed but apparently is a huge uh you know a lot of excitement behind it in i believe it's the philippines so they're they're really kind of targeting some of these games uh to appeal to a broader number of communities they're not just kind of okay what do we, we you know what are americans like or what are westerners like we're only going to build those they're really building a very diverse uh ecosystem um i you know eighth, eighth game to appear on icon bet and uh it, as i checked the stats uh, a couple hours ago, and it looks like it has the most volume out of all the other games at the moment. So I don't know if that's because it's new um, or because it's really that fun. Um, and uh, my one of my teammates on the Rhizome team, Andrew Burns, I know he was uh, one of the people working on this. So it sounds like uh, he did a good job, and everyone seems to be pretty excited about it right now. Yeah, look, this 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 platform just keeps on growing and growing. And I've seen Andrew in the IconBet um, Telegram groups um you know quite vocal in there and i didn't realize he was actually um part of this this game and that's fantastic uh yeah icon bets um on a roll fantastic to see so the next one we have is what have we got we've got katina ah yes uh so peter and Corey, and you know they've been doing a great job on twitter getting everyone excited I've been in the comments constantly asking, give me a sneak peek. Um, finally, they released what what it is, you know. Um, and I will say this at the start, it, it felt like a lot of marketing terminologies. And I was in again in the comments asking, what is this going to be about? Um, however, I am now actually very excited about what they're doing. You know, uh, the, the goal is he, Peter's been quite vocal, interoperability. He wants to build, you know, connect communities and marketplaces. He wants 
icon to get back to its original mission, you know, something that was proclaimed at the start. So, um, and he's very big on, we don't need to depend on any, we'll build it ourselves. And the first step I've noticed they've launched, they've kicked off a new forum. You know, the, the, the goal here is to attract various communities all onto this one forum and um, essentially think of building ideas together and with the goal of launching it on on all the potential blockchains. So with Icon being central of it. So um, this is what I have taken away from it. You know, the day uh, the day they release their update, they also uh, the next day said that uh, they're getting, you know, uh, blo Block Arrow Capital, a digital, a digital management asset firm. There's also, you know, um, I believe donating to, to kickstart a fund. Um, and they're there around digital assets, which which is interesting. I couldn't find any more information about it, but but I'm guessing, um, you know, it, it plays in with the language of decentralized marketplaces that they're trying to build across different blockchain communities. So, look, I could speculate here quite a lot. Um, it, it is just starting out, but uh, it's good to see Peter's built a bit of hype, but he's also very big on delivering and Corey's been right there in the background doing a fantastic job promoting it. Um, I promised I would join the community. I haven't yet. I am going to be on there soon. Um, and But from quick glance today playing around, I saw, you know, Corey's been actively trying to get all the P-Reps profiles into these um, into this forum with the mind or view of obviously they're going to be, they're trying to track Bitcoin, Ethereum, various um, ecosystems, devs, so that they can come on board and see what's going on, what Icon has and and opportunities it presents. So yeah, that, that's my takeaway. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, they launched a website and uh, they seem to be moving fairly quickly as far as kind of putting the idea together and trying to get it implemented. Um, you know, obviously the vision they've they've described is certainly higher on the ambition scale um, relative to kind of other other activities that are being done on icon um so it obviously i assume it'll take a little bit of time to get to fully get implemented um but uh, you know the information they put out thus far is certainly encouraging and uh, i'm excited to see the see them do additional updates and provide more information and it's uh, definitely cool to see that they got a um I guess you would call it a venture capital firm uh, supporting them as well. So certainly some connections either between, you know, with Peter and, and Corey and uh, everyone involved in that project. So certainly something exciting to keep an eye on. Um, pivoting to one of actually one of the older dApps, uh, or I guess I would say maybe debate on whether it's a dApp or not, but uh, a, a um, application called Zen Sports. Uh, it's been around for a while now. Uh, it has a IRC2 token called the Sports Token, which runs on Icon. You can go to the you know the Icon tracker and see it right there. It's basically it's basically the in-house uh, token for this app. And what the, what the app does is uh, it is a peer-to-peer -peer betting application. So you know you go to a casino. Usually you want to place a bet on say. Uh, you know, say you want the Chiefs to win, you think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, so you go put put a bet, and the bet you're placing is usually against the casino itself. So, if you win, you get money, and if you lose, the casino gets money. What Zen Sports does, it's peer to peer. So rather than making a bet against the casino, instead you can you can go into the app and basically find another individual who's willing to take take that bet or place that bet, or maybe you know one of your friends on the app, something like that. So it's kind of a if it's a different approach to um, the the gaming industry. Um, it also allows betting in ICX, so you can actually, you know, if you're in a if you're in a proved jurisdiction, you can go on there and gamble with the ICX that you have, it's kind of similar to Icon Bet. And <clears throat> you know, I should point out that 
it's been a very they've been a very successful, at least in my eyes, company thus far. They've actually received a pretty decent chunk of uh, venture capital funding thus far. I want to say in the in the millions of dollars, if I recall correctly. Um, they've also been working very very tirelessly on getting the regulatory approval that's necessary to legally operate in as many states as possible. Um, you know, I saw Mark Thomas, who's the the founder of the project, uh, a few weeks ago, maybe even longer than that. You know, he had posted a picture of all the paperwork they had to file just to get approved in Tennessee, and you know, basically. It was a big pile on his desk. So I certainly don't envy that task, but they're working really hard. They have a really uh, impressive team. Um, and so they're really growing. And the, the most recent news is that they have uh, inked a deal with a uh, new casino in Colorado, a brick and mortar casino to be their uh, primary, you know, one of their primary sports gambling partners. So it's, it's still a little bit uncertain for my eyes exactly what that deal entails. And I'm sure we'll probably find out more information, but I think, you know, it's a, it's a chance for, again, ICX to get more and more, um, more and more eyeballs on it you know it's a partnership with an established brick and mortar casino which is no easy feat uh and so you know zen sports just keeps moving in the right direction and uh if you're if you're in a jurisdiction that allows uh legalized gambling where zen sports has a uh a regulatory approval i highly encourage you to to uh, check out the platform yeah look um i know as we do you know prep and go through what we need to get out in today's episode um i noticed this this topic and it's a platform i actually don't know much about i'll be honest so i was keen to to review your notes and and hear your summary today to everyone because i do want to know more about it and that has shed a bit of light i'm keen to explore how the token their native token works and the tokenomics of it so uh, great thank you for that that's that's a good summary um the next piece are so the monthly AMAs so coming back now this is great because one of the things on the Icon forums we had Rick put up a post um, saying looking to bring this back you know what are thoughts Rick, Rick being Rick being Ricky Dodds correct exactly Ricky Dodds yes, yes. Yep. so and where, where where does he sit in the organization uh, I can't remember his exact title um, but he has a pretty diverse set of bank, you know, banking experience. So he came over from the financial industry, and uh, I don't know his exact role off the top of my head of what it currently is. But I'd say he's he's pretty high up uh, with the foundation. It serves a, as a pretty critical bridge between the uh, foundation and the community, but also does a lot of other work behind the scenes. Yeah, look, he is right up there, and uh, it was great, you know. Uh, especially the community has been saying we want we want to hear something. He was proactive, got on there. Uh, I even recall when he got back from leave after you know the January December period. First first Twitter post was hearing everyone loud and clear. Let's get some things organized and get ready for Icon 2.0. So um, and part of that was putting it up in the forums. AMA. Um, the plan of attack was you know to engage the community uh, with so that they can send through questions. The the AMAs will have um, a panel of the core team members, um, different dev teams and, and major ecosystem participants. So, you know, um, they want to do this monthly with the first one kicking off February very soon. Um, originally, they were planning first week of February, but I reckon maybe in the first two weeks something will happen. Um, 
and part of engaging the community you know have, have a few prizes so in total there'll be $500 worth of ICX each month that's given away in these AMAs so um, we'll put in the show show notes um, the newsletter came out today and there's a link um, put in where you can actually go and add some of the questions you want to send through to the team so we'll, we'll add that into the notes but you know this is something the community wants um, they have been proactive and starting to arrange it with a wide variety of people and um, you know it's great for the community to get in there and start asking some questions uh, that they want answers to and want to see so um, and keeping in mind you know the these questions will get voted as which was the most interesting question from from the panels and and different people so so let's get in there be constructive in our questions and uh, get it to the team i'm really looking forward to this it'll be great to have this uh, done regularly um it'll build a bit of momentum for icon as well so that's fantastic yeah absolutely um you know anytime you get a more direct communication with members of the team it's always helpful you know they've they've answered a lot of uh frequently asked questions over the months but i think um there's some that kind of maybe are a bit under the radar and certainly you know there's some more kind of specific ones that uh, i'm sure i'll think of that i'll have in mind so um you know i think not everyone always gets the answers they want to hear from those uh either because maybe they they don't know that you know ricky and, and his team don't necessarily know all the answers yet and in some cases they can't necessarily necessarily say anything for legal or other reasons um but i think they're, they're always you always walk away more informed and usually more excited about icon uh than when you started reading so uh everyone in the community should be excited about this yep and and you know uh, today in the newsletter a couple of things that really stood out to me they were reaching out saying you know compared to how big our community is there's not that many actually subscribe to the newsletter so you know get in there and, and subscribe and worst case if you haven't don't worry when they come out we'll ensure we cover everything in this podcast um, and the second part uh, I, I do want to call out is you know the forums are a great great um, way to get information especially uh, particularly things that you just want a bit more of a personal response to so I, I'm quite recent in the forums but i'm very active and so far i have gotten answers from uh, mint uh, not directly but in threads that have been created to um, scott to ricky so you know um, from my personal experience uh, they seem to be very active in there and getting responses to to people's questions so um, a great source of and wealth of information there so yeah okay well i think that that's covers a lot of the news that we had across this week um i have been particularly excited to dive into this topic and you probably noticed i did a little tease as well I created a quick um look at the uh beta version on the testnet um which is the cps so what is cps what does it stand for so C cps is the uh contribution proposal system and you know i think we'll we'll we can go back a little bit in time here. Uh, you know, when Icon first came out with their tokenomics, uh, when they first launched their decentralization process, they planned on having three different, um, I guess you'd call it categories. One of them is P-Reps, which everyone I think is familiar with. And, it, you know, everyone votes for the P-Reps that they think, uh, you know, at the time when it first started, it was supposed to be P-Reps you believed were going to contribute most of the ecosystem. That has since changed. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. But at the time there were, you would vote for P-Reps, you would also vote for something called EEPs, which was short for Ecosystem Expansion Projects, which were basically supposed to be proposals that would 
do what they could probably from more from a marketing standpoint, you know, proposals to help grow the ecosystem one way or another. And then the other, the other basket, the other category was DBPs, which were the DAP booster program, if I recall correct. Uh, and that was basically used in order to, uh, fund the development of DAPS applications, uh, things of that nature, which I'm sure, you know, we're all pretty familiar with uh, these days. Now, over time, you know, it was decided that the PREP system as it was designed wasn't necessarily flawless. It had to have some changes. Um, and what they ultimately, you know, I think there was some concerns about the amount of inflation that it was generating. Uh, there was concerns that the votes were kind of stagnant and that, you know, teams who had become who had, who had risen to the top were kind of staying around and it was no longer necessarily you know dedicated to the votes weren't necessarily flowing to the teams that were contributing the, the most just because you know most voters didn't have the the as much time as as people envisioned to keep up with all the happenings and things like that a lot of them just kind of wanted rewards so this stagnancy was seen as kind of a problem and so what was decided kind of over the law over you know from a from a kind of from the foundation but also amongst the community there was a there was a discussion about this for a while is and i and i'll skip over the specifics a little bit here but the conclusion was basically to turn the p reps less from okay the p reps are going to be all about contribution you should be basing your basing your vote on that instead it said okay we're going to reduce the rewards for p reps because we're not going to rely on them for contribution anymore we're going to turn them more into you know we want them to run nodes and we want them to participate in governance. That's the role of the P, the P rep. We're still going to provide them some rewards, but it's going to be far more modest than what it was. So now there was so so, so just just to really keep it simple here. Original vision P reps that ran nodes, etc., also would contribute in to the Icon ecosystem from a view of actually building things right. for the ecosystem. Either either building or marketing, yeah, or or just you know doing doing going above and beyond just being a, a governance and node and the, the governance slash node model is is probably what's most familiar to other blockchains you know mm. most uh you know the decentralization process is mostly okay we're gonna the the nodes will help run the network and in exchange they'll get a, a portion of the block rewards okay and icon was trying to do something a little bit different um but ultimately realized it didn't quite work as they had hoped so they've they've scaled it back to to the node slash governance kind of model that's where that's where we're at Yep. today essentially um, and, or at least pretty close to that point and you know what um, one of the hardest things is actually yep okay this isn't working implementing a new plan like um, uh, just just drawing out for example you take ETH you know one of the things you hear Vitalik and stuff talk through is oh we didn't really um, pay too much attention to that inflation rate um, and now obviously they have brought that down via forks soft forks etc and updates and EIP-1559, which is designed to burn ETH based on certain parameters, you know, which has become a point of focus. But the time it's taking that protocol to make those changes is huge. So um, over here, yes, we had an original vision, probably didn't pan out, but it's great to see that um, the CPS, what we are going to, you've been talking through is a response to what hasn't worked and a solution around it. So um, yeah. Yeah, it's, carry it's on. certainly never it's certainly never fun to you know sit there and admit that okay maybe we got this wrong uh that's you know that's sometimes a challenge just uh 
for the individual to, to kind of get over, but then to also convince the community that, okay, we need to change, we need to change what a lot of you have become attached to and mm. um, either emotionally or potentially even financially invested in, you know, that's not all necessarily a easy lift, but for the most part, you know, there was some, a little bit of friction getting that done, but for the most part uh, it's happened pr- fairly seamlessly in terms of getting everyone on board with kind of this new vision. So there were some concerns that, okay, if we're, if we're diminishing the P rep rewards, now there's not going to be enough money for P reps to go out and build stuff. And the system's going to stagnate because there's not enough incentive for building to occur. But fortunately what happens is basically the way I see it is they took all the funds that were dedicated, that were going towards P reps for contribution that many felt weren't being adequately used because P reps received these rewards, whether they did anything or not, as long as they received votes. So there wasn't, it was a bit more, you know, a P rep could promise the world, um, but even if they didn't deliver, they would a lot of times still get these rewards, which I think was frustrating to a lot of community members, especially when they felt that, you know, this was contributing to inflation. They felt there were some P reps who might not necessarily be, you know, carrying the water and they saw other P reps who were, you know, working tirelessly, but were so far down on the list, they were hardly earning anything. So by what, what we've, what we're essentially doing is taking those extra rewards that P reps would have been earning instead of them going to P reps based on their votes. Instead, we're taking them and moving them into this contribution proposal system into uh, you've also heard, might've heard CPF, which is the contribution proposal fund. And so this, this fund to start out with uh, icon, the foundation will be, I believe it's the foundation will be uh, seeding it, providing an initial 250,000 ICX to get this thing up and running. And as as we move forward, and as uh, the system gets up and running, and once I the the most recent iteration of IISS gets put into place, the CPS or I guess the CPF within the CPS will be funded by a portion of the block rewards. Uh, and so what that portion is is up to be yet to be determined. Uh, it looks like the P reps will be uh, the ones deciding how much goes towards it. Um, but I think either way, you know. But it turns between starting with 250 and the amount of, of rewards, I guess, block rewards that the, the Icon Network generates, I think this will be a pretty sizable fund uh, that will be able to really, really fund a lot of different projects, initiatives, developments, uh, whatever you whatever you want to describe. So how, how big can this fund grow through block rewards? The, my, I believe the cap is a million. Um, but even that can potentially get changed based on the vote of P reps. I don't think we're going to hit that necessarily anytime soon, um, but it's certainly possible. And, you know, just because there's much, it's not like that all 250,000 have to get instantly used within the first month. Yep. And it's not that, you know, as more gets added, it's not, there's not some, you know, requirement that every, every last bit of ICX gets spent out every month or something like that. So it's reasonable to believe that it'll build up a pretty healthy balance and could potentially hit that, that 1 million ICX ceiling. The new system is essentially uh, focused around the P reps are operating their nodes, you know, and in essentially partaking in governance. And the the CPS fund is where is it just now that P reps taken proposals? It's it's a it's a platform designed where someone can take what they want to build, what they want to market, whatever they want to do. They can essentially take it to the CPS, but. Who's this limited to? Is it is it just P reps? Is it anyone? What what are the, what's the criteria around that? So any you know anyone with a good idea is eligible to to earn funding via the CPS. And so the way it kind of works is you know ideally you know if someone has an idea, uh, they take it they take it to the community. They kind of they either have a rough you know hey here's kind of a thing I'm thinking of doing. What do you guys think? Get some feedback. 
Um, at some point, you know, they'll need to put forth an actual formal proposal, and that includes timelines, budgets, specific metrics, uh, things of that nature to really kind of create, you know, create transparency and create accountability, and to also put an actual price tag on what, you know, what we think this thing will cost. Um, and they can, you know, the, 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 where P reps get involved is that every, every proposal that goes into the CPS will require a sponsor. Um, and, and a P rep, P reps are the ones who serve as sponsors. And this is just a helpful step uh, to weed out any potential scammers. So someone, you know, not every random person can just go secretly put up a CPS anonymously or something like that. You need to get a P rep on board to say, yeah, we've, we've talked with this person. Um, you know, they're not some random scammer or something like that. We, we kind of vouch for them. And as a, as in exchange for that willingness, uh, the P rep that is sponsoring them is entitled to a small share of the, uh, of, of, the budget that that proposal ends up getting. So, you know, step one is throw your idea out on the community, get it discussed. Step two is actually put it on paper and get someone to agree to it. And then you can actually take it to the CPS interface itself, uh, which is what uh, Fez showed a video of on his Twitter, if you want to go check that out. Uh, there's also been other videos floating around of it. You can actually go try it for yourself as well. Uh, the kind of the demo um, non-live version of it because it hasn't launched yet. But you can basically, you know, you fill out what you're doing. Uh, you select which P rep has agreed to sponsor you. Uh, I think you have to, you have to burn 50 ICX um, just so people don't spam the system or something like that. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, your your project gets voted on. And in order to get approved, you need both 67% uh, of the numeric number of P reps. So if there's 22 P reps, this would be what 15 or 16. So you would need 15 or 16 P reps to approve the project. And you also need 67% of the stake weighted vote. So if, you know, say you get 16 P reps, oh, you're great on that category. But, you know, the top five who all uh, have a lot of votes and ha carry a lot of voting weight, if they all say no and you and they get you below that 67% overall vote weighted, then, you know, even though you got that 16 numerical category, you didn't get both categories, so the project's not going to get approved. So, to a certain extent, this is a bit of a high bar. Um, it require it's going to require pretty impressive projects that uh, are really well thought out and can really contribute to the ICX system. Because you know, 250 ICX is no small amount of money. Um, at any given point, you know, right now we're hovering in the 70s or 80s, and so mm -hmm. uh, you know that's nearly nearly a quarter million dollars. And I don't think people are going to feel comfortable just willy nilly handing this money out to anyone who just puts a, any given project on paper. From from the start, a user, say me, why not? Um, I have an idea. I've fleshed it out. I've taken you know built up a plan, etc gone to CPS, uh, put it through. For me to even initially put through the uh, proposal, I have to um, pay 50 ICX as a user. So mm -hmm. uh, to your point, it just stops spamming people just randomly throwing in. They have to spend. And at the moment, 50 ICX is close to $50, but let's say price appreciates over time, you know, then it starts to become a little bit... Um, you don't want to waste money spamming it. So that that's great. The second point you called out, okay, so, um, you know, it's not just about putting the proposal through, it is probably you want the P reps reviewing it and they need to sponsor it for it to get a bit of traction. So, um, and, well, they need, and they need, you, need, you need a sponsor 
to even submit the approval the okay. proposal. Okay. And so, so and so what when you go to submit a proposal, you'll select from a drop down, okay, this peer app has agreed to to sponsor me. Yep. I presume on their end they have to do something with their system to say, Yes, we've we've approved this as a sponsor. You can't just say, Oh yeah, we I promise this group, you know, this P rep <laughs> This P rep promised they 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 gave me their word. Trust me. Yeah. Um. It's a two way it's a two way street situation. Okay. Now, excellent. So, and that then leads to well, in the Icon forums, that's where you can actually before you put through the proposal, you can have pre discussions in in the specific uh, section of the forum where you could put up your proposal and get a bit of feedback from the P rep community, uh, and get see what the interest is like from <clears throat> P reps and Iconists. So, uh, pretty much everyone. <laughs> Yeah, and I should point out this this segment of the forum is actually up and running already. Uh, there's a there's a couple that then a couple proposals that have been put up already um, to kind of spark some discussion and things like that. And, you know, I, I see a situation where someone might come along with a really really vague idea and hasn't really thought it through a whole lot, but at least you know maybe there's something there, and others can kind of help coach them through it and say, well, maybe if you did this way different, this way different. Other people might have a proposal that's you know ninety percent of the way there. And, you know, maybe their, maybe their budget's a little high. And so some of the peer reps say, oh, you know, I don't feel comfortable sponsoring at this level, but if you brought down your budget by X percent, mm -hmm. you know, we'd be on board or things like that. So I think you'll see a lot of differentiation between taking really, really raw ideas and helping flesh them out and really make them strong. Yep. You might have proposals that are pretty well thought out and, oh, did you try this? Oh, that, you know, that changed. And then you might have some that are almost done that might just require a little bit of tweaking here and there before you get a, you get a peer up on board. And I think, you know, obviously you need at least, you need at least one to, to sponsor it. Mm -hmm. But I think people also don't want to put forth proposals feeling that they're not going to get the two thirds uh, vote requirement from all the peer ups. So I think you'll see ideally what I would hope is that, you know, projects will be designed and, and written in a manner that people believe they're going to be, be able to get that consensus around because I don't think people want to waste their, their time or their 50 ICX on putting forth a proposal that's just going to get shot down. So sure. I think that, I think that community forum will be a really um, lively place for people to give feedback on projects um, and to be able to, you know, again, if someone has an idea that they've been sitting on for months because they don't know how to fund it, you know, now's an opportunity and you can, you can go on there tomorrow and say, Hey, here's what I want to do. What do you guys think? And, you know, get the discussion rolling from there. So it is in the PREF's best interests as well to be quite involved in the projects getting put up because you mentioned earlier that um, once you get to that later stages, they, they, they that's a way for the PREFs to get a bit of the funding as well. Yes. So if it, you know if if the project is uh, successful um, in terms of getting approved and everything like that, say it's got a project of ten thousand ICX. Uh, the, the team that has been willing to sponsor that, which, you know, involves a little bit of risk, um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> they would get, I can't remember the exact percentage, uh, I believe it's single digits, um, they would get that as kind of a, uh, as a finder's fee or something, however you want to phrase it, mm. uh, for being willing to engage and, and sponsor that sponsor that project. Look, and, and I guess the reason I zoned in is, you know, some an earlier point you made, the original vision of the P-Reps versus how, um, I guess, you know, certain people have been at the top and just may have not been doing much the views this this is kind of puts a shift in it it's more that it, it it's in every every peer app's best interest <clears throat> to take a look what's going on and to kind of start sponsoring work to get build to help getting build you know build it out on icon um as 
there there's small reward in it for them as well and that's basically it's taken that flip the rewards from just the most amount of votes versus actually sponsoring work that is going to bring, come to fruition on the chain would that be a fair yeah, assessment think, yeah absolutely and again it's you know a proposal requires a, a specific amount of money that you're going to ask for and i think i think successful proposals will be able to very much give a lot of detail of exactly how that money's being spent and why it needs to get spent in the way it's getting spent. Um, so, and so I think there'll be a lot of diligence there, hopefully. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, I guess uh, on the flip side, uh, someone may think, oh, then what's stopping a P rep from just spamming um, the various proposals? But I understand there's a bonding requirement there. So even when a P rep um, uh, votes and goes to sponsor, they put a small bond down to, you know, as a kind of a guarantee to that the project is valid, etc. Yeah, that's my recollection is, is basically that, you know, PRFs have to put a little bit of skin in the game as well, too. I think I think that's because if the um, if the project gets eliminated or disqualified, we can go into that in a second, uh, I, su I assume that bond is at risk. So it's, the risk mm -hmm. is a two-way street. Um, and, you know, I should point that out that if, say someone, say someone seems like they have a really strong project, you know, they put it up there, uh, you know, they get approved and they start working, um, they're a they're required to submit regular regular progress reports i believe they're monthly um which is done on chain and if a uh progress report you know is not submitted or if it looks like the uh you know there's no there's there's just a stagnant um you know there, there's no there's no development maybe they just all of a sudden you know everything shut down nobody's heard from them in a long time the project is just languishing there's a you know p reps can vote to disqualify that project and they're no longer part of the contribution proposal system meaning that you know if someone just disappears in the in the dead of night the p reps can vote on that again the same way they vote them in with the two-thirds requirement on mm. both the stake the the vote weighted and the numerical categories that project can get disqualified and projects can also get paused as well too if something happens say you know, say a, say a team has an issue that they are going through that distracts them from their work, you're allowed to pause it and you'll stop, you know, temporarily stop receiving the funds. But, you know, knowing that it's paused, you can resume it when, when the time has come. So there is a bit of a flexibility there in terms of if, if someone who submitted a proposal is temporarily unable to work on it, there's some flexibility built in there. Okay, so that's great. So we spent a fair bit of time from start to finish, benefits, YP reps. We kind of covered that comprehensively. So... I guess what is the ultimate benefits of this going down this route, this using the system? Well, you know, I think it's I, the way I kind of look at it is it's it's almost just a big pot of uh, venture capital that can be used to help build out the icon ecosystem. You know, you think about Silicon Valley, the amount of uh, you know, I don't think Silicon Valley would exist in the way we think about it without all the venture capital floating around there that's been willing to fund different companies and and different things like that and to really get them up and, and going off the ground. So, you know, any any serious endeavor always requires a good amount of capital to get going. And, you know, with starting at a minimum of 250,000 ICX and potentially growing onward beyond there, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for developers who might be building on other blockchains, who might be uh, wanting to get into blockchain, people who already might be in the ICON community who realize they want to do more now that there's a financial incentive. So there's plenty of opportunity uh, opportunity that's there. I also, you know, I think it's, I think it's really nice that we're going to have this level of transparency and accountability. You know, I think again, kind of the the downside of the P rep model, at least as it was initially designed, was even if you know, even when P reps were trying to explain what they were doing or um, 
whatever it was, it was just hard to tell, okay, how much did they really bring in? What are their costs in, in reality? Um, you know, how much, how much of their money is really going towards this project? How much of this is, uh, you know, going towards X, Y, Z, you know, it's even, even teams who did their best to be as transparent as possible. It was just really hard to tell because there wasn't a whole lot of on-chain metrics to determine how money was being spent and things like that. In this case, someone has to, you know, before they earn a dime, they have to really say, Hey, I want to, I want to do this. I think it'll cost this much and it'll cost this much because I need to pay this person, this, this person, this, this person, this. And so people, both in terms of the peer reps who are going to be voting on these projects, as well as the community itself can really know, okay, is this the best way to spend our, our money? Is this the best um, type of project that can really grow Icon? Is it going to lead to transactions? Is it going to lead to new community members? Um, you know, it's really up to us as a community to decide these things, you know, through the, through peer reps um, and just by, you know, giving our, giving our voice, you know, expressing support for given projects, giving input on what projects we think are good and, and ways to make them better and all those other good things. Okay, excellent. Yeah, it is. Um, it's looking very promising. And, and uh, so I guess one question I will ask and uh, in the best way, does the foundation lean in on what projects get approved? Well, they are a PREP um, and they do have a, a sizable amount of the vote. Um, so I assume they, I assume they would, I haven't heard them say if they're going to, you know, to what level they're going to engage. Um, I think they would recognize that it's important to do that. I think, you know, I think they have a good sense of what they feel can add value to icon, um, and what might not. So I certainly assume they will be vocal one way or another. Um, but I totally ex expect them to weigh in as well. Um, you know, they do have a heavy amount of the, of the vote. So when it comes to that stake weighted voting, they can potentially, you know, really be influential. So, um, you know, I think they, I, they, they want to see as many projects get approved mm -hmm. as possible. Um, uh, but they also want to make sure that money's spent wisely and smartly and, uh, <clears throat> in as accountable way as possible. So I totally expect them to be there. And, but I, I ultimately think that's a good thing. Yeah, look, couldn't agree more. And I wanted to ask that because even in the current way, obviously, they, they have been issuing grants. And I've noticed the grants go to the P reps who are building or have applied for grants, but that very much um, comes back to strictly the foundation to ensure that um, those reports are thorough and they're on track, etc. So yep. um, this, this system, yes, they have a skin in the game, but at the same time, it's all the other P-reps as well. So it's in everyone's best interest who have sponsored or put a bit of, um, you know, interest in that project that they're reviewing and ensuring it's all on track. So we, what, what are we hoping to see? We're really hoping to attract more devs and what else are we hoping to get? Yeah, I mean, I'm I, what I'm most hopeful about is is it'll bring in a lot more interesting development, um, meaning you know, DApps, new new projects, new applications, things of that nature, because I think those are the those are the keys that really drive transactions over the long term, and that's what's really going to help the ultimate value of the token. Because the more transactions, the more people need the token, uh, and that that's how you create a healthy ecosystem uh, over the long term. I also think those are the things that are typically the most expensive. Uh, you usually have to pay talented, you know, talented people who are in high demand and can fetch pretty decent compensation. Uh, so to have the resources in order to get those people on board, I think it'll be really helpful. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll see plenty of marketing proposals. Um, and so, you know, I hope, I hope when those come along, there's, there's really definable metrics there, you know, people saying, okay, we want to, 
we want to hire these people as sponsors, meaning, you know, we want to, you know, run, we, we want to pay this influencer to talk about icon or whatever else might be. But I think as part of that, they'll have to do a lot of due diligence in terms of figuring out, okay, how much does it cost to sponsor a K-pop band or, or whatever their idea might be. Um, and I think that'll be helpful in terms of, you know, showing, showing how challenging marketing can be and how expensive it can be. Um, and, but at, at the end of the day, you know, we, we get to make the decision about, we as the community get to make the decision about whether or not that's the best way to spend funds or not. And of course, there's other going to be other projects that kind of fit in outside those categories, you know, different things that can be done to help the infrastructure of the network, um, other kind of projects here and there that, um, you know, might might help a little bit under the radar, uh, but are important nonetheless con- way to con- contribute to the ecosystem. And, you know, I think what's what's most encouraging is that, you know, ever since I got into Icon over the years, people have always had plenty of ideas um, some were some were good, some were bad, some were in the middle. Um, but very often, you know, they didn't get implemented, and that just might be people. You know, they had the idea, but they didn't necessarily have the time or the inclination to do it. But I think in a lot of cases, they just, you know, they didn't have the resources to do it. Um, but I think in this case, you're going to have people who maybe they have a really really good idea for a DAP, um, but they just they don't know how to be a developer, and they didn't have any money to pay a developer. Uh, but now with the with this system, they'll have that that ability. So I think it'll uh, hopefully unleash a lot of untapped potential that's been there thus far. And I think it'll also, you know, for people who have certain criticisms or complaints or say Icon's not doing this, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing this? You know, it gives them an opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, put up or shut up and and say, okay, I'm I, this is something I firmly believe that will help Icon. I want to do it, and I want to, you know, I need I need the resources in order to do it. So I think it'll it'll really help. Um, invigorate the community to move in the move in a positive productive direction uh and and you know it's great that there's going to be the accountability and transparency that comes with that i i I couldn't have said it better myself and um generally you have a knack for doing that you know saying things in an excellent way so this is ultimately it now people have strong views in the community they're passionate there's a lot of love out there and you know here is the forum now rather than a single entity you can put the hard work in present it in into cps get the backing you need and and if there's synergies and and it's and it validates what you're trying to do um you can get funding to actually act on it so and and that's not you know devs marketing whatever it may be i love how you use this word influencer how I feel about it or you feel about it is not not the point I'm trying to make. There's strong views around it. Um, and now we can actually, or whoever believes in it, can take action to try and try and make these things happen through this forum, which, which is fantastic. Uh, I would love to see, you know, I want to, and I've been making a bit of noise, I want to see more things hitting the forums right now. Like, you know, especially around building, we've got protocols launching left right and center in the next two months already we have amms two mms and when balance launched three there's a great opportunity for uh what is an aggregated amm like one inch on icon already you know um where it pulls the best trade for for the user there are things there's just so many opportunities here and if you're listening you have dev friends people who have 
experience building and probably haven't been able to secure funding and whatnot, they should be turning to ICON right now. They should be getting involved in the community, pitching their ideas, getting everything. So as soon as it launches, yes, there's 250,000 ICX, but I, given how quickly, <laughs> you know, the chain works and our block rewards, etc., I'm sure that fund will grow. And the goal is to spend it, not to hoard it, because when it hits that million cap, no more funds will go into it. The money doesn't go to the ICX doesn't go to P reps. It just stops, and so you know the goal is to keep spending it and getting these projects in in the pipeline and starting to release. You know, you want we want to create what Ethereum has, and we know we can do it. Our chain is up to par. So, yeah, uh, spread the word. If if you have questions, ask us. Get on the forums. We'll point you in the right direction. This is the time. This is the time to really understand what this this enables everyone to bring to Icon. And I think you know, I, I I say don't be shy about going to the forums. Even if you know, say you wake up in a few days and some random idea pops in your head and you have no idea if it's good or not, but you're excited about it. You know, take it to the take it to the section on the forum for contribution proposals and say, hey, look, I just thought of this idea. You know, spend half a paragraph explaining it. People might pop up and say, ah, that's not really not really a good idea, but we appreciate your input. Or they might say, oh, wow, I never thought of that. And, you know, it might take a lot of back and forth and a lot of discussion, a lot of people weighing in. But by the end of that process, you know, you might have a proposal with two or three people, other other people committed to help you help you build it out. Um, and, you know, it's very easy to turn turn that idea into reality. Right now, if say you start a, say you start a business uh, and you want it to be successful, you either have to, you know, get a loan from a bank, uh, which requires a lot of different requirements, it requires you to know people, you know, not everyone, it's it's not exactly easy to get venture capital funding. Again, you got to know a lot of people, you got to have a business of a certain size. So having access to that initial capital that's required to get an enterprise up and running or a project up and running, you know, in, in traditional, in the traditional financial world, there's so many different hurdles you have to go over in order to get to that point where you can finally start to get some resources to build out your idea. The CPS really uh, accelerates that process and brings it a lot closer to the front where, you know, all you need is a good idea and, and a handful of people to believe it's a, a good idea and you can start to receive the resources for that. So I think that's, you know, if you're, if you have any bit of an entrepreneurial mindset at all, um, and I know there's a lot of people out there who do, you know, it's, I think that's something to get really, really excited about. I can't say anything more. Um, I think you can clearly hear from us just how passionate and excited we, we are about this and what it brings to Icon. Any closing words, Iconographer? Nope, I'm just uh, excited for that no later than the third week of February date. Huh. Um, you know, it is. I think that is the first time they put an actual hard stop on it. Uh, that being said, you know, development's always tricky. And, and with COVID around, I know that's created a lot of headaches too. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to nail anyone to the wall if, if it goes past that deadline. But I don't think they'd also give a date unless they felt pretty confident it would be, it would be out before then. Look, we have two proposals currently sitting in CPS and the forums. Really, by the third week of Feb, there should be 20, 30, 40 in these forums before they even get submitted there. Because remember, when you get to that submitting stage, you are burning 50 ICX. Let, let's hope that really expands now that we have kind of a hard date of when this is going to be launching on mainnet. Uh, from my end, I, I have nothing further to add. I think um, this has been a fantastic episode. Uh, and uh, one from day one, I think I'd flag this in our episode plan. We need to talk about this which is which is um, great that we've covered 
If you are new to this podcast and you have started on this episode, I encourage you to also dive into the first episode because we spend a bit of time uh, talking through everything that is coming to Icon in the next year, but particularly majority of those are coming in the next three to four months. So um, you will understand uh, just uh, some of the like balanced and OMM, what they're bringing and what they'll enable for Icon and why you want to be building with Icon as well. So yeah, that's all. I I, I think uh, that's a wrap from my end. Thank you, Icon Grapher, for, you know, another knowledgeable episode and sharing your insights on everything to do with Icon and CPS. Absolutely. And I hope, you know, everyone's been doing a good job of giving us feedback and uh, giving us ideas and tossing out episode ideas. And so we'd say, I'd say keep up the, keep that up. Uh, we always love to hear feedback and know what we can do, do better or do more of or whatever else it might be.